0: Okay, I'm going to make a couple assumptions here. Number one, you already have the name of, of your business. You have your logo. You've figured out what products or services you are going to sell or offer. So now we need to talk about marketing. Welcome back, everyone. I am Roger Kugler. This is the Working at woodworking podcast. I am here to help and encourage you to share some of your woodworking skills with your community, either as a part-time business or maybe as a full-time business. Tell uh, tell your boss that um, you no longer want to work for him and start working for yourself. Today, we're going to talk about marketing. I think the number one marketing tool that you have is your website. I know I've talked about this before. Why do I feel so strongly about this? Number one, this is the 21st century. We're not printing things on poster paper and using flower glue to paper them up like they did in the 1920s. Your website gives you legitimacy. You're not playing around here. You're serious about being in business. I've kind of half-heartedly joked before that if you don't have a website, you have a hobby. There's actually a lot of truth to that. So I'm assuming that your website is either up and running or you are working on it. The number two most important marketing tool I think, is Google Business Profile. That's right, Mr. Google. Why? Because Mr. Google is the number one search engine in the world. Yellow pages don't even exist anymore. There's yellow book in some markets, but it's not the same thing. Everyone turns to the Internet when they need to find something. And most people by a wide margin, are using Google. So you need to claim your business profile on Google. It's not very hard. Just literally Google my business profile, and it will pop right up, and you can walk right through. If you get stuck someplace, enter the same search terms into YouTube. And you will find a video of someone explaining how to do this. Why YouTube? Because that is the number two most popular search engine in the world. Okay, so is that it? Website and Google? You could probably easily get away with that. Yes, absolutely. There are a few other things you might want to check out and take advantage of. Speaking of Yellow Pages, yp.com. It's the now online Yellow Pages free listing. There's Yelp, which, yeah, I know it concentrates more on restaurants, but it doesn't hurt to be there. I've had a few contacts from Yelp. I can't say that it's a real money maker for me, but it's better that I have the Yelp page than someone else has my uh, Yelp page. A Manta, that is a business directory that it's not very hard to uh, fill that information out. If you don't do it, they'll do it for you. And they'll start guessing. Sometimes their guesses are pretty accurate. Sometimes they are way off base. You're better off claiming that information for yourself. Angie, Porch, house. those are all other ones that it would not hurt to have a presence on there. I didn't say that you had to use them or be an active member. But again, if you don't go on and create a page for you, they will probably do it for you. And it's very generic. It's very plain. And take control of it yourself. I talked a lot more about this in episode four. You might want to go back and catch that if you uh, uh, if you haven't already listened to it. These are all free things, uh, including the the Google Business. Um, you're not paying anything for these. Uh, another one that I've overlooked was the Better Business Bureau (BBB). And this one I think you should be very serious about. They have some clout, especially with the older generation. I don't know if 20-somethings even know they exist, uh, but older generations most definitely know about the Better Business Bureau. Go in, fill out your page yourself. There's a verification check. It's easy, it's simple. It doesn't cost you anything. And again, if you don't do it, they're very likely to scrape information from other databases and create this. Okay, so where are we? Number four. Advertising. Marketing, advertising kind of goes hand in hand. Are you going to need a ten, twenty thousand dollar advertising budget for the year? No, I really don't think so. Should you do print ads? ...in the newspaper, maybe classifieds. Honestly, I don't think so. You want to practice guerrilla marketing techniques, which basically means get good marketing, good publicity, good exposure... ...without having to pay for it. Now, the one thing I think you should do... Now, the one thing I think you should do with your local newspaper providing that you have a local newspaper, is to get to know the feature editor. And that's as simple as figuring out who that is, sending them an email, introducing yourself, or, better yet, call them up and introduce yourself. Yeah, you're fishing to have someone do a story on you. Probably not for next week's paper, but who knows, six months, eight months... A year down the road, you planted the seed, it could come to fruition. And I think that these are a very valuable piece of marketing. Number one, it doesn't cost you anything. And number two, it does give you some exposure to probably your clientele. People who have some money, who have disposable income, or people who just need things fixed. And... I've been into paper, you know, probably two or three times, and I've always gotten very positive feedback and positive jobs uh, from that exposure. What about radio? I don't think you need to take out a radio ad, but it wouldn't hurt just to learn about their market. If you have a PBS station in your area, I'd do the same thing as you do with the uh, the newspaper get to know the, the the feature editors usually you'll have a PBS radio and a PBS television station together and you might coax the uh, the TV people to come out and do a uh, a little feature exposé on you and that can have incredibly positive results Besides, you wouldn't mind seeing yourself on TV, would you? How about a billboard? Big, flashy, ugly. Mm, Not my first choice. I suppose you could do that. If you got really deep into like cabinetry, kitchen cabinetry, that's probably where that could, could really come in. Okay. This is probably the most important, or at least to me. Form of marketing there is word of mouth. The professionals abbreviate it WOM or WOM. How many times have you asked a friend, colleague, neighbor, relative where they buy their tires? What mechanic they use? We rely heavily on word of mouth to get information trusted information. And this is one that doesn't cost you any money and I think is very easy to to get. The way you get this is by doing excellent work at a reasonable price and clean up after yourself. Cannot overemphasize that. People oftentimes will... Accept a not-terrific job if you left the place clean. If you can do a terrific job and leave the place clean, in fact, cleaner than you found it, oh, they will be singing your praises from the rooftops. Friends and family also comes under word-of-mouth advertising. If you can convince your brother-in-law that you are the world's greatest furniture maker he's going to brag about that. He's going to tell all his friends and all of his ca- colleagues and that word of mouth is just going to 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 spread. If you have a spouse, a significant other that works in an office environment, oh, buddy, that can be well, gold mine. My wife has brought me so much work. In fact, one year, they there was a Christmas party we went to. I claimed it as a tax deduction because over half of my, my uh, uh, customers were there. So don't overlook any of this. Whenever you are meeting people, you want to leave them with something that reminds them of you. And that little thing is a business card. These are super simple Yeah, I know, those are so 19th century. But hey, they still work. It's really easy, pretty cheap to get business cards. I myself do the DIY thing. I go to Staples, Office Depot, or online and order the Avery do-it-yourself business card kit. It's basically just the, uh, perforated business cards on a sheet that you can load into your computer. And I use Inkscape or Scribus to do a business card sheet and I can just print them out whenever I want. It's, uh, it's reasonable cost and I'm kind of a glutton for punishment that way. There are online places you can go. Uh, Vistaprint seems to be about the, 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 the biggest uh, company for, for online printing. There's also uh, Jukebox and Staples. In fact, at most Staples stores, you can go in and talk to someone, and they can set up and have business cards printed for you. Uh there might be a print shop in your town but again <laughs> kind of like newspapers they are getting few and far between. Your d- design doesn't have to be spectacular. You just want a piece of paper with your name, your business name, your phone number, your email address and your website so that people can remember that. And a People have a tendency of holding on to business cards if they are at all interested in maybe doing business with you in the future. If you don't have them, you can't give any away. Okay, to round out your marketing plan, there's a few other things to consider. Photographs. Photography. You're going to need it. And this could be... Photos of well everything you need some photos of yourself. I know you're a little camera shy, you don't like people taking your photos. Get over it. People want to see who they are dealing with if they can go onto your website and see a picture of you and you are t- talk to them on the phone and you set up an appointment for 10 o'clock on Thursday, and you get out of your vehicle and start walking up to their door, they recognize you. That is a good thing. If someone is coming to your workshop and you answer the door and they recognize you, that is a good thing. So make people feel comfortable. It doesn't have to be a world-class portrait of yourself. Just a clean, decent photo. You also need a photo of your place of business. And again, it's the same thing, where people can establish a recognition, especially on, like, Google. These two things are, are very, very important. And then I would take some photos of your shop. Just, you know, kind of a little quick tour. People are interested in that. Even if they are not woodworkers, they're still interested to see where you work and what type of things you do. Now, if you're selling products, and if you're selling products online, the only way people have of judging if they want to buy your product or not is with photos. So you need good quality photos, and a lot of them. I would say for each product that you're selling, plan on having at least six different angles, front, back, side. Show your product in use. Do a close-up on a really interesting part. Maybe it's some interesting grain or your joinery. Show the product in the packaging unopened, and show have a photo of the product in the packaging as it's being opened. It doesn't hurt to have a couple what they call lifestyle photos of people actually using your product in real life. People are able to make a better connection with that product. Because again, online you can't pick it up, you can't feel it, You can't heft it in your hand to to measure the weight. You can't feel the texture of the grain or the smoothness of the finish. So all of this has to come out with photos. So how are you going to get these photos? Well, there's really two ways. There's one way that is pretty difficult, rather difficult, kind of difficult, but a lot of fun, very satisfying, And there's another way that is quick, easy, and will cost you a little bit of money. The first one, of course, is DIY photography. Or maybe you have a family member who is kind of a photo buff, and they do good work. You can take your own photos. The more you know about photography, and the more you know about good photography probably the better your photos are. But if you're kind of really shoestringing this thing, not much money to go around, you have a decent camera, go ahead and get started. This is one thing that can kind of hold people up is everyone wants things to be perfect. Well, I'm not going to launch my website because it's not perfect. Here's a little mantra that you need to learn. Done is better than perfect. And I won't tell you how many years it took me to figure that out. I would obsess on the tiniest little detail, and I would be two weeks behind on either having a project done or having a website up or, well, really almost anything. And it, I finally figured out that done is better than perfect. So if you're tight on on money, you don't have a great camera, you have a cell phone, you know, I would use that. Seeing things, having things put together is a lot better than having absolutely nothing. So if you are going to go the DIY photography route, and you have a basic camera, lighting is all important. In fact, some famous photographer said that photography is light. And very, very wise. I mean, because if you can't see something, you don't have a photograph. Light can be as simple as take your pictures outside, maybe under a tree. There's a thousand different techniques and... And this certainly is not a uh, uh, how-to-do photography uh, episode. Uh, But it's something that you can do, you can study, and you can get pretty good at it. You are going to need some software to edit your photos. Both PC and Mac come with built-in photo editing software, which will do a pretty good job. Uh, There's also Photoshop, which is Pretty expensive. And there is also GIMP. G I M P. It is a free, that's right, free open source software that rivals Photoshop. I, okay, send hate mail to Roger at working at woodworking.com. Yeah, I know. It's, Not the same as a trillion dollar software empire uh, that Photoshop is, but for free it does a pretty darn good job. And I am no expert at using GIMP, but there is no way I'm ever going to surpass its lack of capabilities. And again, that can run on Mac, Windows, or Linux. So what about hiring a pro? Well, to be honest, this is where the smart money goes. Because unless you are incredibly good at photography, this is like one of your hobbies, or maybe you were a professional photographer in a past life, I think you're going to be money ahead and certainly time ahead by hiring a professional. And guess what? They're not all that expensive. If you start to weigh in, you know, the cost of of camera gear, if you're not satisfied with what you have, and the time that it takes to set up and do shots, then the time to edit those shots, I think you're going to be further ahead actually hiring someone to come in. And I'll tell you, one of the first things that you're going to be challenged with is, what do I want them to photograph? So you're going to have to have everything lined out. It's cheaper if you go to the photographer as opposed to the photographer coming to you, but each situation is different. You need to know what photographs you need. So if you're shooting products, then you can probably round those up in lesser, you know, like cabinets and large pieces of furniture and take those to the person's studio. If you need to do a site visit, have everything ready. Have a list of the photos that you need. Talk to the photographer about formats. Probably the very best thing is if you can get all of the raw photos, R-A-W, file format uh, photos. You can do anything with those. If you're not really into this, tell the photographer what you need the photos to do. If they're going on a billboard, that's going to be different than if you're putting them up on a web page. Make sure that you purchase all rights. That means that you own the photos. Those are your photos. There was a thing... Well, it's been quite a while ago now where some photographers would come out and do a whole photo shoot and you had first rights so that you could use the photos once. But if you needed to use them for something else or you needed to change them, they expected you to give them more money. And that's not the way to, to go about doing things. Where do you find a professional? In your area. I mean, they're around. There's a lot of budding photographers, people who are just starting out. Check with them. They might be able to do a very good job for you. And you're also you know, giving somebody a chance to, to perfect and work at their craft. Another little thing that you should be working on are write-ups. And these are short, descriptive stories about who you are, What your business is all about, and kind of a almost an elevator pitch. You would do different versions of these. You would do one that might be 250 words or less that describes your business that you could use on, you know, your website. Maybe you're talking to A journalist, they want to do a feature story, they want to know a little bit more about you. And instead of sitting there and having to come up with something from from scratch, you already have this prepackaged, well-edited, well-written paragraph about who you are, what you're doing, and what your business is. That can save a lot of time. Have some that are maybe a full page. Have some that are two paragraphs long. Have some that are two sentences long. That they can be used and fit into two different, uh, uh, situations. I can't tell you how much time that can save you. Now, some communities Still have what they call public service announcements. Uh, back in the day, you could do a lot with a PSA. Something like you attended a high-level veneer workshop with Scott Grove and you learn this technique and that technique and this other technique, and you are incorporating it into a new line of products that you have been working on for the last year and a half, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And newspaper editors who are desperate to fill up a news hole would see this. It's like, this is great. Put it on the business page, and you have free advertising. Well... (laughs) There's not very many newspapers around anymore, and a lot of them don't even have a business section, so this might be just a mute suggestion. But if you're in an area that does have a good newspaper, a big newspaper, you might still have this. You might be able to take advantage of it. Social media. Everyone loves it or hates it, but I really think we got to do it. Either way. And the biggest player on social media is Facebook. Okay, I need to come clean. I am not a huge Facebook fan. I have a page for my my business, Hoosier Woodworks. I haven't been on it probably for over a year. I know that's not a good thing to do. But I'm just not a Facebook person. My wife is, but I'm just not. I do think if you have a business, you do need to have a Facebook page. Why? Because there are a lot of people out there, when they think of the Internet, they're thinking of Facebook. They're not thinking about the billions of other websites that you can be exploring or you know, blogs and and forums and chat rooms and things like that. No, they're just thinking about Facebook. So you really need to be there. You probably should have some activity on Facebook. I am not the Facebook expert to be talking to. That would probably be, well, if you're over 40, you probably know more about Facebook than uh, than your grandchildren do. So we can't use that one. And if you're on Facebook, you should probably also be on Instagram. Facebook owns Instagram. Now, one of the nice things about Instagram is you can make a post on Instagram and check a little box, and it will send it to Facebook. So you kind of get two for one right there. And, of course, there's YouTube. Remember, YouTube's the second largest search engine in the world. Right after Google You're already on Google So you got that one covered Should you have a YouTube channel? Wouldn't hurt I've really struggled to do anything with mine But How about Twitter? Yeah Yeah, you can do that I have the account I don't do anything with it Pinterest? I have an account I don't do anything with it Why? Well, I'll tell you When social media really started taking off, what, 10, 15 years ago, I tried to play the game, and I was learning everything I possibly could, and techniques to do this, techniques to do that, and, you know, it doesn't take very long until you figure out you're spending more time doing social media than you are building furniture or repairing furniture, or making cabinets, or just making sawdust in general. It can take a lot of time. And so then I kind of backed down to the advice that I had heard of, if you're going to do social media, pick one and do it well. Or pick two and do them very well or maybe three, but don't go crazy and try to be everything to everyone on every social media platform, because unless you hire someone, you're probably going to fail miserably either at social media or your business. So pick your poison, I think, is probably the best way of, to say that. Now, there is another social media platform that you don't hear very much about i think it's relatively new it's called next door it's kind of a neighborhood facebook thingy that's a technical term where i get a email about someone posting something about a lost dog in the adjoining neighborhood and i've had several customers older folks mostly who I've done like furniture repair for and they've have asked if I'm on Nextdoor and I tell them that I've I know of it. I'm not actually on it and they've encouraged me to do the business section on Nextdoor and that I could get a lot of business because a lot of their friends in their neighborhood, you know, stay in touch with Nextdoor and it would be very good for me. Well, at the time, I was pretty much drowning in work anyway, so I didn't want to take anything else on, and I have stayed away from it. But if you're in kind of a tight little neighborhood and that's something something that's available for you, that could turn out to be very, very, very lucrative, maybe even more so than you know the the number two, three, or four uh, marketing. Uh, strategy that we've talked about today. So check it out in your area. It might be something. Okay, let's talk about what to watch out for. Some traps, snares, scams that you can fall into on your marketing journey. Lead generators. These are things like Angie, House, Porch, Home Advisor, and about a billion others that kind of crop out of the galactic bit bucket. These are companies that are part advertising, part marketing, part extracting money from you. Angie is probably one of the leaders. Uh, They've recently bought HomeAdvisor, so they're kind of definitely sharing their own databases. And I've encouraged you to have a profile there. Go on, create an account, fill it out, name, address, phone number, website, email. There are people who are very loyal to these types of platforms. If the rung on a chair breaks, they jump on HomeAdvisor and try to figure out who does good furniture repair in their area. If they search by area, you're probably going to show up. If they search by top-rated, someone else is going to show up. Now, the one caveat that I can give with these lead generators is that they're not making the money off of your customers' They're making money off of you. So if you sign up for an account today, don't be surprised if you get a phone call from a salesman tomorrow. And they can be a little aggressive in in what they're pushing. Listen, evaluate it for yourself. Just don't... I would just advise you from thinking twice before you dump a whole bunch of money into it. I've heard some real horror stories about uh, using these lead generators, and I have heard some real success stories. Now, once you throw your your email address and your business name out there on the great Ethernet, you're going to attract spam. And if you're really afraid of spam, um, maybe reevaluate. Even going into business because I don't see any way of separating them. I do use Google, uh, Gmail. They do a good job of of wiping out probably ninety five percent of all the spam. Every now and then I'll look in my my uh, spam folder. Oh my gosh, the things that I have missed! I did not know that I was so inadequate in certain body parts. Anyway, you're going to get spam. You're going to get email spams. You're going to get text message spam, which is really annoying. And you're going to get phone call spam. It kind of seems to come in waves. Towards the end of the month, I get a whole bunch of, of telephone calls coming in. There's probably a quota or something that they have to to meet and, and just get flooded. It's just kind of part of doing life. I know that in my, my grandparents' day, uh, door to door salesmen were the, were the, the bane of existence for them. And the other type of spam that you're going to get is a little more obtuse. Whenever you have a website, you will get spammers contacting you that your website is not optimized or people cannot find your Google listing because there is a problem with your website. Yeah, just hang up. Do not engage. The This is all 100% spam. Uh, my practice is if somebody calls me to solicit something, I just don't engage. I just hang up. You'll get emails from people who say that they have been on your website and although it... Looks good. They have detected numerous problems that are costing you search engine results. And they can optimize your website. There are some who are just fishing for a credit card number. And there are some who... Want to trash your website and build a brand new website that they will rent to you for like $600 a month. Uh, don't play with those people. Not, not nice people. So, what is the best form of marketing that you can have? Well, I mentioned the, uh, your, your own website and uh, Google. But according to Nielsen ratings, the number one With over 92% of people around the world saying they trust the recommendations of their friends and family above all other forms of advertising. So there you go. Word of mouth advertising is where it's at. I recommend that you do absolutely everything you can to protect your reputation. I would rather lose a couple of dollars than to get into a pissing contest with somebody um, over something. It's just not worth it. So I hope you've learned something about marketing. It's not the terrifying monster that a lot of people think it is. It can actually be kind of fun. You need it. Your business needs it. And the best of luck with it. And for this week, my recommendation of the week goes to Bourbon Moth Woodworking. This is a YouTube channel of a young man who I think has done a really nice job both in developing his woodworking skills and certainly his YouTube skills. He has a lot of different projects. He has a rather unique... Strange way of presenting some of these projects. I really enjoy watching him. He has a very good mannerism. And I think most importantly, I just really appreciate, you know, here's a, here's a young man probably in his thirties who is really getting out there and doing something with woodworking and and, and creating a, a business. Now, granted, it is on YouTube, but maybe some of you out there are thinking about the same type of thing. So that's my recommendation for this week. I need a favor from you folks. This is Episode 10. The next podcast, 11, I'm going to talk about uh, tools specifically for a professional workshop. Episode 12 is kind of best practices in a professional woodworking shop. And I'm done. That's it. That's all I have outlined. I have ideas for some other podcasts, but when I originally created this, I had 12 chapters or 12 episodes. So, I need to hear from you. Should I continue with this, coming up with different subjects? If so, I I would love to hear from you what subjects you would be interested in. Maybe I should go to... You know, maybe every other week releasing a podcast, maybe once a month releasing a podcast, or just kind of letting the, the 12 sit there and those who discover it gain some information from it. Uh, that's fine, but not doing anything else with the podcast. So I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email at roger at working at woodworking.com. You can visit the webpage workingatwoodworking.com for more information, and you can also reach me through hoosierwoodworks.com. So uh, I'd love to hear from you. Okay, I have some product that I am about a week behind on on getting finished and, and shipped, so I'm going to go work on that right now, and I'm wishing you... Happy woodworking.